Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hair, the Comb Education Podcast. My name is Aras. I am your host. I am your fellow hairdresser, um, and I have got a microdose of chemistry coming your way today in the form of oxidative dyes. We're going to be talking about blue, red, and yellow molecules. Oh my, this is going to get good. Quite possibly a very unpopular opinion, okay? Before I get into any of this though, I wanna clarify just for you, um, the different types of colorants that we have available to use and more importantly, actually like the different types of dyes. So there are really two main categories of dyes that are used in professional hair color. We have non-oxidative dyes. These are already preformed, meaning the color that you see is the color that you get. They're larger in size. They don't need developer in order for them to work. Um, think of non-oxidative dyes as like direct dyes. They're found in temporary colors, semi-permanent hair color, and sometimes in like dual dye color systems where they have like oxidative dyes and non-oxidative dyes. So oxidative and direct. So we have non-oxidative dyes. And then we have oxidative dyes. So these are the dyes that require developer in order for them to turn in to the colors that we see. So these dyes actually start out as small, tiny colorless chemicals. And when they are mixed with developer, they develop into the color that we see. So oxidative dyes are found in alkaline demi color, in acidic demi hair color, uh, deposit only color, permanent color, and high lift color. So any type of colorant that requires a developer typically uses oxidative dyes. So today we're gonna to be talking about oxidative dyes. And like I said earlier, <clears throat> earlier, this is maybe a hard pill to swallow and a very unpopular truth, but there are no blue, red, and yellow molecules in hair color. I know, I know. It's maybe quite contrary to what you have been told, um, and maybe you already know this. So I always say this, guys, take what works, leave what doesn't. My goal is just to share with you what I have learned in hopes to help you. If you disagree with it, that's cool. Like, move on. Don't come at me in the comments. Um, but maybe this is contrary to what you've been taught, that there is blue, red, and yellow in hair color. Um, because the truth is, if you read the internet hair groups for longer than like, I don't know, 10 minutes, you will come across someone saying something like this. Blue is the smallest molecule, which is why it's the first to leave the hair. And then you might hear something like, red is the largest molecule, which is why it's first to leave the hair. Or yellow is the smallest molecule, which is why it stays in the hair for so long. Or, you know, you get where I'm going with this. Like there's some, some misunderstandings and um, maybe little nuggets of truth that have been like misconstrued into like, no, blue is the hardest to get out because it's the smallest and red is the largest and red is the smallest. Like there's so many opinions. So my goal is just to give a little bit of clarity based on what I know. Again, take what works, leave what doesn't. So I think what's happened is like, we've heard things right along the way, usually out of context and we've held them to be true. So while I will never tell you what you should or shouldn't believe because you're most likely a grown adult who can make their own decisions. Um, I also won't tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I will always offer perspective based 
on what I have learned in hopes to set, shed some light for you. So today we're diving into oxidative dyes. So reminder, all oxidative dyes are used in any hair coloring product that requires a developer. All oxidative dye colors, manufacturers, whatever, use the same dyes. So all manufacturers use within like a vat of the same dyes and then any oxidative color uses those same dyes. So whether it's acidic demi, alkaline demi, permanent high, dyes are the same, right? What differentiates like an alkaline demi from an acidic demi, from a permanent and a high lift is the alkalizer that is used. The dyes are the same. Fun fact, there are um, approximately only 40-ish different dyes that manufacturers use for oxidative hair color. And they are broken down into two categories, primaries, AKA dye intermediates or precursors, and then secondaries, also known as couplers or modifiers. So again, there's like maybe about 40 something, this is from my understanding, 40 different dyes that are available for manufacturers to use and they pull from those dyes and make their own little concoctions. So primary dyes, secondary dyes, dye intermediates, couplers, two different types of families in oxidative dyes. So the primaries or the dye intermediates or the precursors or the dye intermediaries, people call them all kinds of shit. I just like to call them primaries, secondaries. It's just easier. So think of the primaries as what bring the background um, of a color, like your brown to tan, your black to gray. They're bringing like the base, right? Like the the oomph of the color, okay? Primary dyes will only produce color when they are exposed to an oxidizing agent, AKA developer. Um, some examples are PPD, PTD, and, okay? Secondary dyes, think of secondaries as what bring the tone or the reflect or the color, right? Like the gold or the red or the violet or the beige, the ash, et cetera. Secondaries are also known as couplers because what happens is they couple, couple, if you're watching on YouTube, you see this. And if you're just listening to this, go find it on YouTube. But they like couple with the primaries um, and turn into the colors that we see. So if you're in a manufacturing facility where they make hair color, there is no red, blue, green, like they're all colorless molecules. And when they're exposed to an oxidizing agent, some chemistry happens, this is microdose for you guys, but some chemistry happens and they develop into the color that we see in combination with what the hair is giving us, okay? So it is this combination, or not this, it is the combination and ratios of these intermediate dyes um, and the couplers combined with the undertone of the hair, combined with what the hair gives you, um, that gives us the color that we see. So no blue, no red, no yellow, no nothing, just primary dyes and couplers that react, combine together and produce a result. So here's the kicker. Although there are only about 40 dyes that are used in hair coloring manufacturing, no two manufacturers use the same amount and ratio and dyes. This is why each line is unique in and of itself, right? This is why a 6N from X brand 
compared to a 6N from Y brand could look so different. And this is a mistake that we make as colorists all the time. It's like, okay, well, I'm switching from X to Z brand. And Susie client here, I use a 6N, so I'm just going to grab a 6N and test the 6N. Mm, you might have a problem. Because what kind of intermediates are they using? What couplers are they? What's the amount? What's the ratio? How much alkalizer? Like, there is no universal 6N. There's no universal 6 copper. There's no universal 6 ash. There's so, like, it's so incredibly nuanced and not one brand is better than the other. There's so much chemistry involved in hair coloring. Um, and honestly, if you're interested in learning more about, like, the science and the chemistry and the artistry of what we do behind the chair to, like, best predict, um, how your formulations are going to turn out, you absolutely need to check out the fundamentals course. If you go on uh, combededucation.com slash fundamentals, you will learn all about this. So it's my online course, and this is a go at your own pace, do it in your own space, like whenever you have the time for it. Um, online learning plus hands-on activities, right? Because I'm a firm believer in visual learning, auditory learning, and kinesthetic, like I got to do with my hands. And so I talk all about the science, the chemistry, the artistry of what it takes to really understand formulation. It's not just, well, I use a 6N from this and I'm going to use a 6N from that and then hope for the best. No, that's where mistakes happen. That's where issues come up um, when it comes to formulating or like maybe some of you have done this where you're like, oh, this is the color in the swatch book. This is what I'm going to use on my client. And then you use it on your client and it looks nothing like the swatch book and you're like, what the fuck, right? And so when it comes to understanding a little bit of these different dyes, you gotta know each brand has a different idea of what 6N should be, what 7N should be, what ash should be. Is it a blue violet? Is it a blue green? Is it a blue blue? Like there are so many variables um, and I think that's why it's so important to learn your line. So cone education, fundamentals course, I don't teach you based on a brand, right? Like, oh, you have to use retin or you have to use metrics. You don't. Like what I'm sharing with you is to understand what is the hair bringing to the table first, right? Based on texture, porosity, natural level, like all of these different puzzle pieces. What is the hair going to bring? And then what is my line? I, I will share with you how to learn your line, not PK class from the manufacturer. That's like base level, right? But for you to understand your line and then understanding the laws of hair color, of color theory, how to put all of that together. So my, my goal for today's episode, this little microdose of chemistry is for you to understand a couple of things. One, any color line that is oxidative, meaning any color line that requires a developer, uses oxidative dyes. So for those of you who are maybe like, oh, well, I'm just going to use a demi-permanent instead of a permanent because it's easier to take out. Whether you use a demi-permanent in a level four or a permanent at level four, both are going to be a bitch to take out. That's not why you would use a demi versus a permanent, right? So to understand that all oxidative dyes or oxidative color lines use oxidative dyes. They're all within the, the 40 something dyes that are available. And then each manufacturer has a different ratio, combination, amount of these dyes. So the moral of the story is, here is just don't assume that this brand and this brand will be the same. They're not going to be. So this is especially true if you're in the middle of transitioning into a color line. My recommendation is don't give up 
Um, there's always learning curves. So when it comes to learning a new color line, but if the features and benefits and the pros are, are bigger and more than keeping with the color line you're currently using, take the time to learn it. And what the fundamentals course will do is help you to learn how to learn your line. Now, if you're not switching lines and you just want a little bit more help in understanding formulation, you want to build your confidence a little bit more and like really know what the fuck you're doing instead of just winging it or praying to the color gods, the fundamentals course shop is for you. If you've ever questioned formulation, if you've ever gone to the internet and been like, hey, what would you do? Like, it doesn't have to be that way. I have put year, decades of what I have learned into this course shop to help you make this an easier um, transition or an easier, more confident um, person when it comes to formulation, because there's a time and a place to learn techniques. And then there's a time and a place to understand formulation. There's a lot of technique classes out there. I encourage you to take them. But if you don't know what you're doing with formulation or if there's any question or if there's any hesitancy and if you're not fucking rock solid, the Fundamentals Core Shop is for you. I'm going to link it down below. I want you to check it out. And if you are one of my students, please share about it. Spread the word because there's too many people out here confused and not understanding how important it is to get the science and to get the chemistry. Hairdressers. We're sitting here like, no, 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 I'm not a sciencey person. I'm an artsy person. I don't really like the chemistry. It is all related. It all goes together hand in hand. You gotta be grounded in the science. You gotta be grounded in, in the chemistry. You gotta be grounded in the laws along with, your form, or along with your techniques. All of that together makes you this confident, fearless stylist, formulator, colorist, right? Like that is my goal for you because I've been on the other side where I've questioned everything and it fucking sucks. So check out the fundamentals course shop. If you go to combededucation.com slash fundamentals, it's there. I'm gonna put probably like a little coupon code for you guys down here. Until next time, happy hair coloring.